And welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex. My name's Paul. And if you guys are witnessing history with Stephen Kwan right now, you're in the right spot. Let's get into it. doing great and that's my standard thing but i am like king kwan kwan soto barry kwans plays for our baseball team <laughs> making mlb history freaking spark plug in the number two hole split the series on the road most importantly we're back the bread and butter baby this is like this is the bread and butter of what we do it was weird shaking off the rust after months and i mean the off season felt so long obviously because of the uh, lockout so our first off season and they gave us a it wasn't easy listen i don't know why the man I above, why the man above. Oh, <laughs> he always gives me the hardest road but i know he never give me anything i can't handle so it was weird coming back because we used to just be in a rhythm you know like this is what we do i create the show notes and then you add some stuff but i was going through and i had to go back the last year's episodes and and figure out and kind of put the format together but then it's like riding a bike like after yep. the first one i'm like oh yeah i've done this a million times but I am I, just so time, pumped. When I to, saw the the game highlights thing, I was like, "It's my time to shine, baby!" <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Let's do this." Time to add value. Got uh, we've literally it's got not uh, just all Alex nerd talk. Exactly. God, I hate that guy. Who? Guy's the worst. I heard he sucks. We won't be having bathrooms for money. Yeah, <laughs> we won't be. Uh, we won't be having that guy back on anytime soon. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just great to be back doing this and. Yeah, real baseball to talk about. But how are you doing, man? Good. I can't complain. Um, I moved since last episode. Uh, yep. Moved in with a uh, buddy, so I have a roommate now. Um, so I've been slowly uh, getting everything from my apartment over here, um, which is part of the reason why we're not live streaming because it's a new setup. I don't have everything here yet, but. Uh, yeah, I've moved. I've uh, been working a whole lot and, uh, you know, just doing the damn thing. Hell yeah. I'm happy for you because I know obviously you're living alone for a while there, but you're just, I don't know. That feels like a lot of time to just be alone. And so like having a roommate probably just helps being like, yeah, but I, to be like, I work a lot and I go out a decent bit. So I'm not always alone. No. Plus, no, you uh, go out a decent bit. Yeah. You little social butterfly. Yeah, I'm a. I'm very sociable. Everyone someone was on me. a date I'm last a week delight. or last night. Whoops. What'd you say? <laughs> said someone was on a date last night. Whoops. Yeah. We're not going to get into details here. A gentleman doesn't yeah. kiss and tell. True. <laughs> a gentleman doesn't kiss a lady on the cheek and tell. <laughs> that would just be trashy. Yeah, I don't hold um, hands till marriage. Yeah, 100%. Imagine big premarital sex. Oh, my God. What an idiot. Oh, I couldn't imagine having premarital sex. You got to just break up with her if she even thinks about it. 
if you even like are on the couch at the same time and feel that she has that thought or is considering it, you obviously have to just yeah. Like, like if she gotta, grabs and, a blanket and tries to put it over both of you, no. Like yeah, you're like be gone, slut. <laughs> you harlot. Yeah, you Jezebel. harlot. You will not. You know, you temptress. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what was intended. Um, but before we get into it. Uh, yesterday to something well one i just want to say we've literally added like 300 followers on twitter in like three and a half weeks and yeah we're gonna talk ho- about guys that. holy shit i feel like we're just a broken record and it sounds like we just say the same thing every time but i don't know what to say because it just keeps coming like it's just not stopping yeah and so it's not like adding a couple listeners or adding like 25 followers it's like triple digit downloads and like growing beyond that now it's we're literally spoiler alert gonna have an ad read in the next episode we're gonna have a sponsorship now and we're looking at others whoops uh weird flex whatever having a pretty good year and like i don't i don't really know what else to say other than thank you guys yeah we we love doing it and we're trying to we're trying to aim towards sponsors that that you guys can use we don't want to just go with anyone so we're going for stuff that uh, is beneficial to all of you guys and, and, and try to get you guys as much as possible. So yeah. we're going to take care of you. Yeah. It's not a question. We we're not just throwing guys. stuff at the wall. Let this Papa is stuff Paul that... and, and Papa Alex take care of you. Yeah. We got you. It's okay. I won't let anyone hurt you. Uh, the one thing that I will ask is we have so many new people here um, and, and we appreciate it. If you haven't already, if you would, please consider leaving us a review wherever you get your podcast. That really, really helps us in basically creating more momentum, being found. It helps with the charting. Uh, that can be a huge part of it um, to, to help get the show. It's like a snowball, right? Where more visibility just means more listeners and more people can listen to this. So if you haven't already, please consider just quick review. Um, if you like the show, let us know. It doesn't even have to be. Apple makes it easy. I, Paul, you use Spotify, but uh, Apple, you could literally just tap stars. You don't even have to leave a real review. It just, that'll help kind of let us know what you think. Is it the same way on Spotify, I'm assuming? Uh, Is it I have never left a review on anything on Spotify, so I do not know. I can look real fast. Yeah, I don't, I'm sure it's that easy, but if you guys would, please, I don't, I mean, we ask at the very end of every episode, but just a quick, call to action here Let's we'll see. call it uh, it'll be extremely helpful baseball probably first thing that pops up as it should because you know yeah it's a pretty so there's no like review button but you can just leave stars i don't know yeah, why i'm exactly. showing the camera but Ooh, oh, I, I appreciate it so yeah if you guys would please that helps us out so much if you I haven't already bed. if you have what'd you say i threw my phone back to throw it on the bed and i missed <laughs> I hope it picks it up just right on the recording here. But uh, if you have already, thanks so much for for leaving one. It it really helps us out. And uh, enough about that stuff. We're going to get right into it. Uh, we got two hot topics. So if you're new here, uh, this is this format is going to be recycled. This is exactly how we'll do it every episode. Every episode. If you've baby. been if you've been around like T Williams, shout out to literally day one T Williams. Yeah. Love you, King. Um, That's back you know, to back episodes. Format. He gets a shout out. I can't help myself. Like, it's just I'm too good of a mood. This is like, his wet dream. Yeah, it is. I love him. <laughs> so on Thursday. Papa, give you a um, kiss. Mwah. Yeah. Mwah. Thursday after the uh, season opener for us, out of kind of what felt like nowhere. I was taking a nap. I was on Twitter all day, just blowing it up, live tweeting, interacting. The one time I take a nap, 
Zach Meisel tweets out that the Guardians traded Bradley Zimmer to the Blue Jays for Lever Anthony Castro. I was not having a wet dream. My wet dream happened while I was asleep. <laughs> My wife had to say, I was like half asleep. She goes, we got rid of Bradley Zimmer? Paul, you've never seen, this is a true story. Like you can see it in my eyes. You know me, you can vouch. Okay. You know what I'm saying is real. She goes, we got rid of Bradley Zimmer. I shoot out of bed, tear across. My phone was on like our, uh, on our dresser across the room. I mean, my ass tore out of bed and I'm like, we did what? And I like blow it up and I'm like, Oh, oh let's go. I'm a shoot. I think so, it was, was that the day I went to the, Baseball? No, I went to the game Wednesday, maybe? You went to the game on Wednesday, correct. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, think you were working I think that it was night. rumored on Wednesday. I think that's when we got – I think we got rid of them on Wednesday because Wednesday was opening night for – Nope. Was it, it Thursday? It was Thursday. Yep, it was Thursday. Because I remember talking to the, the – my roommate is from Buffalo, so he's a Blue Jays fan. So – Okay. And no, I, it was after it was I a couple hours after that, the game ended. Because I remember being in the car. We were going somewhere. Uh, and I remember being in the car with him. I thought we were going to the baseball game. But, um, yeah, honestly, I, I think I think it's a good trade for both sides. I think Bradley Zimmer's a decent fit in Toronto. They have a potent lineup, a very potent offensive lineup. And it, they, yeah. having a, a, a defensive first guy doesn't hurt. You know what I mean? So I mean, he's an off the bench guy. Yeah. He's just, and I want to make something very clear. I have never attacked him as a person. I will never attack him as a person. I wish him well. I think he's a nice guy. I know he's good in the clubhouse. He played hard for us. He just can't ball, and he couldn't ball for us. He's striking out in spring training at like a sixty percent clip. Uh, he was he just a black hole the in the lineup. He can play defense yeah. like a motherfucker. Oh, he can't hit yeah. The ball. I mean, platinum glove. I mean, one of the most elite gloves. In the outfield, speedy guy made dumb mistakes on the bases last year. He's 29. This is not a 25 year old. 29, like yeah. you know what you're getting. Injuries derailed. I think his career a little bit got in his head. He didn't work on the stuff he needed to in the off season. Just to be objective, Paul, you you said get in the cage, figure out the hole in your swing, come back and do better. Right? That just didn't happen. That's not yeah. how it worked out. Um, and again, I wish him no ill will. Some people want to fight on Twitter about like, you're too hard and stuff. It's like the dude can't ball. He was hurting our team. And I'm glad I, I hope he goes to Toronto and figures it out. I He's not going to go nuts or anything. But if he can cut that down, or maybe he just needs a change of scenery. I literally hope he succeeds. I don't have anything against him personally. Yeah. But I, I didn't want him on my baseball remember, team. We are a we're a Guardians baseball podcast. First and foremost, we we, we are subject like we 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 don't take opinions into like yes we have our own opinions and stuff but at the end of the day facts are facts and we have to be subjective objective objective yeah but we have to but, we, we you have to call a spade a spade <laughs> it's just the guy who rooted for him up until the minute that he got tra- Look, but I, I get it here's I, the thing i, I still like rooting him. against I, him I, I i really yeah. do like bradley zimmer it, i think it's on here i've noted that I'm a defensive first guy. Um, and I I would have liked to – if we would have gotten some more pieces, right, some more offensive pieces that we could put in there, I, I don't hate having Bradley Zimmer. I, I don't mind having a, a – you can have a hole in your lineup somewhere if you have pieces around it that kind of hide it. You know what I yeah. mean? Where, where you can have some guy out there who – 
isn't as isn't a good hitter but plays phenomenal defense like if you have guys around him to kind of hide that hole then then it mm-hmm. it works out a little bit better but we didn't do anything in the offseason to hide him Stephen Kwan came up and that's a whole topic <laughs> that we'll get into that that kind of makes yeah. this null and void because he kind of stepped into his role and and everything playing the outfield and not mm-hmm. missing um yeah, but he don't miss. <laughs> but here's the thing: it's I still like Bradley Zimmer. I, I like his defense a lot, obviously. So, oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I I was I was on his team because I was hopeful that he would go in and do the work that he needed to, but obviously he didn't. So yeah, and he just had a terrible spring. And I was pretty impressed. I didn't know this because we all thought that. Um, and we're backtracking, you know, because we recorded on Wednesday and then I felt like so much happened. I mean, this move says a lot about the team. Uh, we talked about, I think last episode, we knew at that point that Stephen Kwan was going to make the opening day yeah. roster. We knew that. What we didn't know was that he was going to literally start over Zimmer that day. Yeah. And I remember just thinking like, oh my God, this team's taking itself seriously. Like what a breath of, like all jokes aside, and I know how much you liked Zimmer and stuff, but I even like. We were texting the other day, and I said, "All jokes aside, Paul, though, like this is a huge breath of fresh air. You and I gotta like agree on that. That the team is doing what it actually yeah. said it wanted to and, do. And, like Even I said, before Quan popped off, if you're going to, if you're going to have these kids up here and you're gonna let them play, let the kids play. I think we've both said that on this on on the podcast. Yeah, if it was the episode name last it, week. Yeah. Let the kid or two weeks ago, whatever it was, let the kids play. Yeah, like if you're going to have if you're if you're going to ride these prospects, let them play, let them develop and then go all in next year. Or yep. okay, like well, looking at our lineup, right? We have a squad. Like we have a Yeah, we're good a couple team. coin flips away. Like obviously Jose's Jose. Well, yeah. Ahmed's a dumpster fire. We'll talk about that. Well, defensively, but then offensively, he's, he's now, the now spark here's the thing. plug in the lineup. But here's the thing. Are, are, now you're oh this is what we talk about every almost every episode. Oh no, I know the overvalue of, of offensive versus defense. This this we'll get into it because I put it in the game highlights because it pisses me off. You, oh yeah, you no, we're gonna a have to baseball player and commit seventeen errors. Yeah. Like I don't care how good your offensive bat is, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, hey, I'm I'm with you. It's that's that's a whole we'll talk about the Ahmed. uh, But we have middle infielder prospects out the wazoo. So yeah, and then the dude can't catch a fly ball to save his life. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So we get Anthony Anthony Castro back. He's a reliever. Had a decent little year last year with the Blue Jays. Uh, We'll have him for like four or five years. I think five five years of service time or five years left of team control and analytic profile and baseball savant looks pretty good. And honestly, I don't really care what he looks, what his stats were last year. The analytics look, looks great. And we're a pitching factory. So you tell me, Carl Willis ain't going to take him under his wing and be like, come on. Hey, Hey, you're home. You're home. Tony. If you go by Tony. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I love it for us. You go by Tony now. Yeah. Wish, um, Wish Bradley Zimmer well. Again, I'm not rooting against him. It's just I don't need him on my baseball team. Cutting dead weight, team clearly taking something seriously, and that is a breath of fresh air. And way to you know, we'll talk about Quan a lot, but way for way to go for him to just step in and say, "Yep, don't ever doubt it. Uh, this is why we're going to play these yeah. kids." 
And then you got the second one really quick. Yeah. A little rare so double this feature. <sighs> All right. So yesterday, Monday, the Rangers and Rockies game. Went to extras. Runner on first and third. Ball gets hit to shortstop. To the shortstop. Runner goes and slides into second. The throw to first is a little late. Runner scores. The Rangers go up by, or the Rangers tie it up. Yep. So the Rockies coach reviews the slide at second to, to try to get an interference call. Which I'm, I'm not upset at the Rockies coach for reviewing it because he's, he's using the rule book to his advantage, which is what coaches are supposed to do. But the um comes back, rules that the runner sliding into second interfered with, interfered with the throw to first, called the runner on first out, called the runner on second out, or yeah, guy on second was out, and then called the guy at first out due to the interference. Mm-hmm. Which makes the Rangers the not game. which makes the Rangers not score and ends the game. Now I, I understand that's the rules now. Right? The slide was not meant to harm him, harm the shortstop or second baseman. The slide was through the bag to break up a double play, which is part of the game. Spikes down. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. it really wasn't dangerous. It wasn't a late slide, I wouldn't say either. I think he, he just no, slid through. He slid through the bag. And not he didn't slide way through. He didn't pull like a Manny Machado slide. I mean, yeah. he just like went through the bag. Like a the highlights on the MLB app and on MLB TV or yeah, MLB uh, the website and stuff. You can go see it. What pisses me off is now you're going to end a competitive game on, on a bullshit like this. That this rule is dumb. Yep, breaking up double plays is part of the game. Let the kids do it, right? Like, yes, I can get if it's malicious and dangerous. Yes, you you can't have that. But if if cleats are down and and you're not sliding to hurt somebody, you're just sliding to throw someone off the rhythm. That's fine. And that's one hundred percent what this was. It's not Manny Machado where you didn't start your slide until you're like a foot from the base, so that you basically slide into the outfield grass. He went over the bag by like two feet, like. People do this just trying to steal bases and they come in too hot. I mean, it, this is just gamesmanship. This is part of the game it, and it, strategy. It's, it's fucking dumb. And it's, again, one of the rules where they're making baseball less competitive. Yeah. Like, it, it, the it, eye this, test. Needs to get, this needs to get fixed. Yeah, it does. Just the eye test, you know, you get that gut feeling of, like, malicious or not. It wasn't going to be malicious. He wasn't trying to spike anybody. But... The eye test is, you know, people that know ball, which we do. You could just see what the intention was. And if it's over the line, it was nowhere near over the line. Even the uh, broadcasters, it took them like 45 seconds of them wondering, okay, there's a review. Maybe it's on the throw, you know, something. And and then finally someone's like, maybe this slide at second. So it's just, uh, how do you kill? There's a guy on our timeline who does, uh, who's a Rockies fan, just a big baseball fan, but his home team's the Rockies, and uh, I don't even think he listens, but he he knows ball, and even he, he's a Rockies fan who won the game on this car- garbage call, and even he's like, man, what a dumb way to end the game. Yeah, like, I'm glad the Rockies won. He's like, but that's lame. Yeah, <laughs> a game so. in extra innings where it was competitive all day. Yep, 
you're going to end it on this bullshit. Yeah, suck my ass. Yeah. So you want to get into game one? Yeah. Unfortunately, go. we can't change anything about it, but just a little bit of, you know, a little bit of. I had of ball to get it talk. off my chest and let you guys know. You guys are my outlet. Yeah. Papa loves you. <laughs> All right. So game one of, uh, you know, season opener on Thursday is going to be Beaver versus Granky. What a Guardians coming. Yeah, true. I mean, <laughs> Granky is Granky. He's the weirdest dude in baseball, and he's 39 and a half, I think, now. Yeah. Pools is 42. Yeah. Some grandpas around the league, but we got to love them, protect them. So the Guardians come into Thursday's home opener, excuse me, series opener with a brand new name, but it's still the team we all know and love and get let down by all the time. One of MLB's few true aces, our very own Shane Bieber, gets his third straight opening day start. And while he pitched brilliantly, uh, offense lets him down just like they did under the old team names. The same stuff. Well, the Guardians let him down too. Yeah, Guardians dropped the first game of the season and their first game ever under the new name. Quick box score, Kansas City three on five hits, no errors. Cleveland one run on seven hits and one error. Quick scoring highlights, top of the fourth, Jose Ramirez hits an RBI double to score Miles Straw, the first run in Guardians history. Of course it was Jose. Who else should it be? Guardians take a one nothing lead. Bottom of the fifth, Nicky Lopez hits an RBI double, scoring Hunter Dozier. The Royals tie it up at one apiece. Bottom of the eighth, Bobby Witt Jr. hits an RBI double to score Michael Taylor. Royals take a, the lead late, two to one. Still the bottom of the eighth, Andrew Bennett at Indy hits an RBI single, scoring Bobby Witt Jr. and extends the Royals' lead three to one. And unfortunately for the Guardians, that's all she wrote. Cleveland drops to the season opener in Kansas City. Yeah, and uh, the only game highlight I have that I want to I want to touch on is so in, in this game Ahmed played left field, right? For for yep. the, I think the, like the first seven innings he played left field, and then they did some swapping, and then he moved down to short. Yep. In the bottom of the fifth, Ahmed Rosario made a god awful. He didn't make a play. I don't even think he got ruled as an error, so I don't want to call it an error. He dropped a fly ball in left field. And, like, I yep. get it. You aren't an outfielder, and it was windy, but your professional baseball player who's a major league shortstop, you know how to catch a fly ball. Yeah, he got glove on the ball. That's kind of like yeah. what everybody said about it. It's like, you got your glove on the ball. You have to catch that. And just quick thing before, because we'll get into a whole topic about Ahmed and what we do with him. It was a monsoon on Thursday, like quite literally a monsoon swirling borderline tornado. I think it was sunny, rainy, rainy, snowy, sleet, rain. No, I mean, it was a monsoon out there. But again, you get glove on the ball. You're a professional baseball player. Do you get paid millions of dollars to to make these plays? Yep. I think he's making four point five million this year. And you're dropping fly balls in left field. And he looked bad, man. And that wasn't ruled an error, which it's so weird the way that they score and don't score errors in the outfield anymore. Like, you got the glove on the ball. In any other world ever, you catch that ball. Like, anybody, anybody catches that ball. Like, you had plenty of time to get under it. You didn't have to, like, run for it. You just flat out missed a pop, like, now here's a fly ball. I... I guess we might get into it later. Maybe we do now because I have a question for you. Okay. Lay it on me. So today against the Reds, 
Josh Naylor is is coming back. At least that the last I saw was no, Friday. It's Friday. Friday. He's okay. he's going to play in the minors uh, Columbus today and Wednesday. Okay, they're going to reevaluate on Thursday. So when Which chills when Josh Naylor comes back, do mm-hmm. we get more value out of him playing right field, and then? Quan playing left and keeping Bobby at first, or maybe you put Owen Miller at first instead of Bobby Bradley. But do you get at right now with the way that Ahmed's playing left, which we've only seen him play there one game, right? But that yeah. one game was atrocious. Yeah. Do you get more value out of Josh Naylor playing right field, Stephen Quan playing left, and then keeping Bobby at first or putting Naylor at first and keeping the outfield where it's at? So it's it's tough. Um, the shame on them for not getting Ahmed any reps, like in left field. I mean, he got like a couple of games at the end in left field of spring training, but then you throw him out there. And just real quick, one of the things that's tough about Ahmed, it wasn't just that ball that he missed. He also caused a ball to drop that Straw would have had. Straw went on record. It's like I was going to lay out for this ball. It wasn't an error. Nobody missed the catch, but Straw was full speed ahead. Gold glove, you know, Straw going to lay out for a ball. Probably didn't need to lay out, but Ahmed came hard too. And so they both pulled up because Straw's like, well, I'm not going to die over this. You know, if Ahmed, and it was one of those things. So it was, but the way Ahmed moved, I'm sure you saw it, is more concerning than the fact he caught, he dropped a fly ball. I mean, it looked like he he made hair, he made Harold Ramirez look like a gold glover. I'm not even trying to be funny. I mean, he just couldn't move out there. He was like on roller skates. He looked like a baby draft. It's not that he dropped the ball. It's his lateral movement. It's like I think someone he doesn't taught him have, how to He doesn't have the day. footwork to be an outfielder. He plays the outfield like like a shortstop. And yeah. the 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 footwork and movement is completely different. You know yeah. what I mean? It, Which it's, so, it's, it's something where a team has a spot for Ahmed. Yeah, there's there's a team out there that has a spot for Ahmed that has a need at sh- for a a mediocre defensive shortstop that has a bat. Yep, right. And that's fast and plays hard. And we, I like the guy, but man, the we, defense. He's we, like we have odd one out. We have middle infield prospects out the ass. Yep. He's not really going to be our left fielder. Stephen Kwan needs to play there every day because people say he doesn't quite have the arm for right field, but he's the perfect left fielder, as we know. Who? So let me get back to the question. Who'd you say? Uh, you kind I of think, broke up. Who'd you say? Oh, I just said that uh, Stephen Kwan's perfect in left field because a lot of people say he doesn't quite have the arm for right field. Uh, not a knock on him, but when you can put Oscar Mercado there in a platoon or maybe sign Michael Conforto, whoops, rumors um in right field yeah Quan's perfect and left yeah so this is the or you do what i did in in march to october and it'll be the show and go sign or go trade for andrew benatendi and jd martinez and there you go you sign your whoops you you get rid of all your issues yeah give it all your issues you sent me that snapchat (laughs) today so here's the on sign josh bell at first base sorry yeah exactly sorry about that we so here's this is the Ahmed topic and it needs to be addressed. To answer your question, I think Bobby gets DFA'd here soon. Um, we'll get into that maybe in a little bit. I think you play Owen Miller at first or second base because the bat looks good so far. Small yeah. sample size, but we knew what he could do in the minor. He torched every level of minor league. Yeah, and we called him and up it, after he cooled off last year. Yeah, he was ice cold, and then he never. And, and, then, and then he tried to make the adjustment when he got up here, but. 
making that it's better to come up to the MLB while you're hot and you have that confidence rather than coming up when you're not confident and trying to get confident against the best players in the world. And I love seeing how he caught on. So I think you play in a perfect world. You play probably Owen at second base. Not going to be incredible defense, but I don't need incredible defense at second. You play Josh Nather at first. You run, I wish we signed somebody, but you run Quan in left, maybe in right field. And you call up Richie Palacios eventually, put him in left field. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, eventually. See, what I like is maybe you put Ernie at second and then you put. Uh, Owen Miller at first, and then you put Naylor. Yeah, and then Naylor and right. You put Naylor yeah, and the, right, and then Quan. See, I like left. Andres Jimenez at second if he plays well. Yeah, I like Andres Jimenez at second. Uh, Naylor and right, Owen Miller at first, and then Gabriel Arias at short. So here's what's tough, real fast, because we'll get caught up on this all day. This, if we're being objective, because I'm with you, the defense, it's like he's just the odd man out. And while Ahmed gets on base a lot and he's got a little bit of slugging, he's basically a singles machine and he's fast as all holy hell. He's a very good base runner. Yeah. He moves like a gazelle on the bases. And he's got a I'm 90 sure speed he, in MLB the show. He plays so Which hard. Which is a dumb stat, like he, but like. <laughs> He plays so hard. I'm sure you've seen that, like yeah. on offense and stuff. This dude run gets infield singles out the wazoo. He just, I love that part of him, but he puts up a 100 ish weighted runs, weighted runs combined plus. So the ba- 100 average. average. Yeah, it, it's exactly average. So while it looks awesome and he's on base a ton and that creates opportunities. It's kind of tough at the same time, but we're also a team that can't shy away from offense, but that doesn't make the defense acceptable. At shortstop, he's mediocre. He's got an amazing arm, but he has no range and he has no instincts whatsoever. That's what hurts him. He's just not an instinctive shortstop and he'll make some of the plays, but Quincy put it best. He's like, to the untrained eye, you're like, eh, it's not that bad. But then if you see someone like a Jimenez or like an Arias play that have range out the ass, it's all the little things. You start seeing him, them get to balls. You see him break towards balls better. You know, yesterday he went to his knee for no reason on a routine ground ball and then spiked the ball on the throw to second to yeah. Jimenez. Like trying, to, It's just like little crap like that that you're like, Ugh. I don't think he's the left fielder. If we're being objective, it was one game in a monsoon. He could get better. But like, man, again, it wasn't just the dropped ball. It was like looking like they just took knee braces off of him for the first time in his life and let him walk out there. I'm not even trying to be funny. It was awful. Yeah. And then at shortstop, you have Arias, you have Jimenez, you have all these people that are going to be studs. And he's kind of just like, where do you, what do you do with this guy? And the question is, why hasn't he taken a single rep at second base? Because he would be not great at second base, but the defensive liability and plays you make would go down by what half? Like yeah. the the like what you need. So if he's your second baseman, that's a wet dream. Like you play him at second base every day, and you love it. I I don't think anybody would complain if your second baseman does what he does offensively and play second base and it's just going to be decent he's going to turn double plays you don't need you know he's not going to get to a bunch of balls but you don't expect that from your second baseman mm, but, but the for thing whatever is, reason is like I, we have like like we talked like i talked about earlier we have middle infielders middle infield prospects i know but we know ahmed can bunches. hit and run but here's the thing yeah. like we also have prospects that can hit and run that play way better defense 
Yeah, that's true. But it's it, at second base only. But I was just listening to Quincy, you know, the Guardians fan cast this morning, and he was like, the organization must know that it's not going to get much better if he plays there or something. So I hate to say this because he put up like, what, two four hit games already? And it's like, God damn it. Um, like, what? Come on. Can we the make defense it hard is inexcusable. It is. It, it, he just makes it so hard, but he's only around for this year and next. He's what, 26, 27. You know that he's going to be 100 weighted runs combined plus. That's replaceable. So, like, it's tough when he gets four hits and he beats it out, but it's like you can live without him. Now, a team that struggles for offense, it feels like blasphemy. And I'm not saying run him out of town. I think you're a little lower on him than I am. But it, I think the best thing you can do is probably trade him because, again, someone has better better place and while it's fun it's like one of the it's like a a relationship that things are decent enough but it's not going anywhere yeah it's like you're having a little bit of fun but like you're not going to get married there's there's cracks in it things aren't great the sex is really good but you guys (laughs) fight a lot well (laughs) well no premarital sex obviously um but that's kind of the best way to put it is like it, it feels more comfortable to stay with it right now but like He's not the future. We're not going to re-sign him into, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to extend him. Like Gabriel Arias is your shortstop, period. Like that's it. Like and end of story. Brian Rocchio is coming up eventually to play short or second, probably second for us. So like he's not our left fielder. George Valera is coming up. So next year, Quan is clearly in the outfield. I know it's been four games, but his profile, he's the real deal. Like this is not a fluke. He, he's not so he's not going to have a So you're going to we're going to talk two. about it later, but here the game's going to catch up with Stephen Kwan. He's the, you can't oh, keep yeah. this up, you know what I mean? But yeah. The the first four games that he had is literally historic. So it, it's yeah. it the game But I just meant the theirs, the batted ball yeah. profile. In like the tools are real. Like extreme contact. I think he had a 70 future value hit tool. You like you're gonna smack the ball. Yeah. Like he his whole minor league career, he's got like a nine or ten, eleven percent strikeout rate. That stuff will play. You will develop and step into that. It's when you have a thirty five percent strikeout rate, like Bobby or Zimmer, who just strike out with a black hole. That's like, yeah, you have a lot of power when you hit it if you're Bobby, but like if you never hit the ball, who cares? <laughs> like, so we have anyway, power hitters Steven- where we need power hitters. We we need people to get on base. Yeah, and hit the ball. So, Stephen Kwan's left field, and then guess what? Have you heard of a guy named George Valera, Paul? He's yeah. coming up next year. Like, And that's what's tough is it's hard to like break it off, but you know at the end of the day, this isn't going anywhere. And so, if you can trade him, it and even if we take a little offensive dip, like we're not – this isn't the year. It's for next year. Let's find the right stuff. And so, I'm with you. I think the organization mismanaged him, not just getting reps at second to keep him in the lineup. I'm not mad he's here. I don't want to see him in left field ever again, but he's just like doesn't fit this team. It's like Zimmer, but it's more painful because he actually like hits and in his. It's the opposite of Zimmer. Zimmer. Zimmer's defense is. is fantastic, but his offense is atrocious. But just wrong organization. Ahmed's, Ahmed's defense is atrocious, but his offense is great. Yeah. So anyway. we said that this um, episode was going to be like an hour, 15, hour and a half, and we're already a half hour into it. And we haven't even gotten through the first game yet. True. But we hit on some big overarching themes that like need to be discussed. So like that's the we. it's like a movie title. We need to talk about Ahmed. Well, yeah. we talked about Ahmed. Um, so now into the pitching here. 
So Bieber obviously gets opening day start. He goes four and two thirds, three hit, uh, one run ball, no walks, four strikeouts, gets a no decision. That earned run was a fucking war crime. Yeah, it, absolute war crime. That was the dropped fly ball that touched Ahmed's glove. And nine, uh, 100% of the time, anybody that's ever played the outfield makes that catch. I cannot believe it hasn't been reversed into an error. So Reed one earned run, but it wasn't. And he gave up three hits, but he really didn't. It was two. And actually, again, that ball that Miles Straw gave up on that 90% catches because he was scared of colliding dropped. And because of Ahmed and the way he approached it. So you can't say for sure on that one, but it's likely there could be one hit, no run ball here from the So again, you still get four and two thirds of three hit, one run ball with no walks. Nobody's complaining. Something that was a little interesting, fastball velocity. Everybody noticed this. Uh, I didn't notice it on the surface, but it was all over Twitter. People watching StatCast, uh, you know, will update the average velocity and in real time. And uh, it's it was down like two or three miles an hour, so people were like, Ugh, "That's not so good." But he's you know he's trying to get stretched out. It was crappy weather. He usually I, someone said that he usually kind of warms up into it more than even other pitchers do. Like he usually slowly ramps it up. And he had listen, he's an ace for a reason. If you don't have that working, you don't have your velocity. The aces have other pitches to get you out, and everything was on. His breaking ball stuff was filthy. He threw yeah. a knuckle curve that hit the bottom of the zone that I literally went, uh <laughs> I was like, I like ran over and like covered up the TV because I was like, porn, porn. <laughs> like, like we can't be watching this. I'm holding my son watching the game, like oh, scrambling for the remote to get it off the TV. Um, but what people you, know, you have to remember is that it, it was cold in Kansas City. It was so when it's cold, your muscles contract and you don't have all the movement that you normally would when you're warmer out and 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 loose and stuff. And he's coming off of an injury, so he does. I don't think he wants to to give it everything yet. So th- there's a couple factors into it. He's gonna he's gonna be Shane Bieber. He's going to be a Cy Young candidate, and he's gonna be our ace. So yeah, I'm not worried about anything. I like the four and two thirds. I like the the quick the quick pull from Tito. Yeah. Um, well, it was a pitch limit. He they he was he had a seventy pitch yeah. limit, and I think he was up at seventy two. So that's that's why it happened. But still, Tito's but notorious for for keeping guys in too long. Too long. Yeah. So it helped. Um, yeah, he threw forty eight strikes against seventy two pitches. So nice there and. Yeah, I mean, it's Bieber. What are you going to do? And then Brian freaking Shaw, uh, the bullpen, sorry, then has to get you three and a third innings. And they do two hit, two earned run, two walk, two strikeout ball. So just a two, 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 two special. Uh, Shaw comes out in the fifth in a uh, one nothing game, which is not where we ever need to see Brian Shaw to get the final out in the fifth. He gets it in a strikeout. God bless him. But here goes Tito again, putting Brian Shaw in high leverage situations. I know it's an early April game, but he should not be coming in and one nothing games. But holy hell. And it'll burn him here in a couple more games. Just wait. We'll talk about it. And then Tristan McKenzie comes in. Uh, piggyback start. We knew he would do that. Um, T-Mac came out and cleaned up the rest of the game. It didn't make a ton of sense to use T-Mac in this one because you had an off day on Friday. So you knew that you were going to burn T-Mac as a piggyback starter in one of these, but you had an off day on Friday. So why would you use him on Thursday when you had Saturday, Sunday, Monday 
to also use T-Mac because every pitcher's on a pitch limit. It's not like, oh, one of these guys might go, you know, 100 pitches and we'll see. Weird move by Tito, kind of mismanaged. He came out of the gate looking amazing, Paul. Uh, I mean, I even tweeted out, I was like, oh, shit, when T-Mac's on, this is kind of yeah. terrifying. And then he just left him in too long. He started to lose it. He had a leadoff walk in, I think, the eighth inning. And that run came... You Leadoff walks are killer. You cannot ever do that. You are going to get punished. And it happened. Um, he needs to learn to work out of stuff. But it's like, just use somebody else. I don't know. It, it was like Tito like knew it was the plan. And he just hit the button on autopilot and just let it happen. And yeah. it, it just... It was mismanaged, but uh, the first two innings, T-Mac looked awesome. And again, he is one of the biggest parts of this if he gets right. So anyway, talk to me about the offense. Yeah, so uh, today we are not today. Uh, so they went, uh, they struck out five times and walked four, which is fucking fantastic. Um, and the bad part is that we left 17 runners on base, which 17 runners on base, which is e atrocious um and that's why we lost the game we we had we had people we we had runners on base we just couldn't get them around uh seven hits one of them was extra bases um you get runners on but you're not getting any pop out of your bat so didn't help that we were playing in in a fucking monsoon and wind was blowing the ball 17 types of ways and (laughs) that you're not getting any momentum. Uh, we went one for eight with runners in scoring position, which is still like a fucking awful. Um, yep. The one through four hitters had five of our seven hits. So that's straw Rosario Ramirez and Fran mill had five of our seven hits. Yep. So. Which same is how thing you that set happened. It up same work, thing that but... happened last year, but. It's just yeah. a new name. Same, new same name, shit, different year. New name, same shit. Yeah, yeah new name, who does? Same team that's going <laughs> to let you down. I did see something on the TV prior to this, and then we'll get right to game two here. Because um, we just got, we had to talk about Ahmed. Again, it sounds like a movie title or a book. We need to talk about Ahmed. Uh, from last year, we just, we went 14 and five against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, it's because we average five point two <laughs> runs per game against them at three point six. Because their pitching with was runners. awful last year. Yeah, well, no, their bullpen yeah. is just ass. The, with runners in scoring position last year, we batted two eighty six. They batted one ninety. Our bullpen ERA was two six one. Theirs was five seven three. Like we just ate. We won so many late inning games last year against them. And this shows you runs from the sixth inning on last year in 19 games against each other. We scored 54. They scored 24. That is having a plus 30 run differential in 19 games in from the sixth inning on. Not even entire games, sixth inning yeah. on. That's going to win you some ball games. Well, that's 19, but anyway, 19 times four is. Wait, what? 76. 76. Yeah, but what what about 76? And 76 innings, they scored 54 runs. Oh, yeah, true. From just... Oh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying now. Sorry, four innings from six. It might be a that. couple okay, less yeah. because of home games and if we were up and stuff, but on average, uh, the average. It doesn't know. You got it. You got it. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, 
Yeah, 50. <laughs> Man, that's a lot. So game two here, uh, we'll burn through this a little bit. Plesak versus uh, Brad Keller. Guardians come into Saturday's game. Uh, they had the off day on Friday. They're bummed out. They dropped the opener. But hey, we know there's 161 more games in front of us. Saturday was a beautiful 63 degree, degrees excuse me, in Kansas City. And they sent Plesak out to the mound to try and get their first win and tie up the series. Um, quick scoring highlights, bottom of the 10th, Adalberto Mondesi, walk-off single, wins the game for the Royals. Um, update, we did not win game two, unfortunately, Sad. because offense does not go burr. Yep. What about the what about the game highlights? Uh, here? So I got a couple things for the game highlights. In the bottom of the third, uh, Stephen Kwan made a fantastic diving catch and left to rob Whit Merrifield of a hit to end the inning. And to piggyback off of that, I love the energy from Plesak after the catch on the mound, like walking off the field, like just showing his love, some love to the defense with a little bit of swagger. Yeah. Like just uh, he tap his glove or something. No, no, no. He went batshit crazy, like yelling, slapping his chest and stuff. But he, he was, he was giving it to him, letting, letting Quan know that he appreciated it. And then in the bottom of the fifth, uh, Jose made a great backhand and throw across his body. But then Bobby Bradley made an equally as good scoop and, and catch to get the runner out at first on top and that's of that. After he, he made a terrible error on, he just booted a ball in the, uh, in the season opener on mm-hmm. Thursday. That didn't make it into the highlights because obviously it's not a highlight. But yeah, he booted a ball. Well, I, I talk to about way too much. So with these games, I caught bits and pieces of it, but um, I've been on nights at work, so I, I've only been catching like tail ends of it. So I watched the the game recaps, and that wasn't in the game recap, so I I didn't see it. Spoiler: No, alert. you're fine. I watched a ton of baseball. <laughs> uh, I watched a ton, I watched like every game almost. Uh, Except for yesterday, we had newborn photo family shoot, which was adorable. And Paul, wait till I send you these photos. Can I tell you something real, real, real fast? Taylor surprised me. And at the end, uh, we were wrapping up and she asked the lady, she's like, hey, uh, there's a photo I wanted to take. Paul, Taylor brought my childhood baseball glove so that we could take a photo with Everett. And Everett. Aww. <laughs> chills, <laughs> literal chills. <laughs> I, I tear up thinking about it, actually. So uh, that was really special. So wait till I send you some of those. But um, yeah, I, I was only able to watch the first half of yesterday's game. But anyway, um, yeah, he made a bad error yesterday. So good on him. to. And I remember the scoop to he, Bobby needs it. And we'll, we need to talk about Bobby, too, here in a second. So uh, but the box score here, final Kansas City won on six hits, no errors. Cleveland, no runs on five hits and no errors. Plesak, five and two-thirds innings, three hits, no runs, no walks, three strikeouts, gets a no decision, which is a war crime. Went out there and just dropped it off. And he looked rough at first because he was hanging change-ups, and I was, uh, you know, we were live-tweeting him. And I was like, he's going to give up a two-run home run today. I could just feel it. He kept change-up up, change-up up, and I'm like, someone's going to blister one. But he he made adjustments. He got locked in. And I mean, even on a pitch limit, Paul, he gives you almost six innings in his first start of the year. Three hits, no runs, no walks. Holy hell. He may be a giant fuckboy, but he's our fuckboy. And he took a he took a screamer, a line drive off his, off back. his back. 
which was terrifying. But I got to say, we've known this about him. He is a gamer. He he is a gamer. Yeah. You got to like that about him. You can him. tell he Listen. just loves competing, and he's a fucking athlete. True. His He's never going to be an ace. Uh, he doesn't have the stuff for it, but he... His ceiling to me is like a real, like a solid three. Is his average like if like he performs, a three hole, like, be, like your your third pitcher, not a three out of yeah, ten. Yeah, <laughs> big difference. As a real, yeah, like yeah, a number three <laughs> in your rotation. I think his more than likely kind of average what he will be is just a really strong four, and yeah. that's not a bad thing. That's like a you will take that guy every day of the week. So. Uh, the bullpen in this one has to give you three and a third innings. They give up two hits, two earned runs, two walks, and uh, two strikeouts in uh, this. Oh, I'm sorry. No. You know what? I messed this up. They give you, yeah, three and a third of three hit, one run, none of it earned, uh, no walks, and two walks, excuse me, and no strikeouts. I'm not having a stroke. I messed up the notes here. I'm sorry about that. Shaw comes in to finish off the six. He knows how Plesak. to read. He doesn't know how to write. Yeah, apparently <laughs> not. Shaw comes in to finish off the sixth for Plesak, gets one out to start the seventh, and then he gets pulled. Um, uh, what What was I doing here? Sorry, he gets... T- he Yeah, he gets one out to start the... He finishes off the sixth, gets one out to start the seventh, and then he gets pulled. He walked one, but he's perfect otherwise. Brian Shaw in a 0-0 game late... Meh. But once again, we'll see what happens when you go to the well one too many times. Nick Sandlin made his season debut, gets the last two outs of the seventh. Uh, he walks one, but he was perfect. Otherwise, good to see that. Good to see him back. Trevor Stefan gives you a perfect eighth inning to make his season debut. Love it. Hey, daddy. Anthony goes, gives up one hit in the ninth, but gets out of it with no problems in his season debut. And then big uh, daddy Dick Classe comes out in the 10th. Runner on second for his season debut gives up two hits, uh, one of which you know is obviously the walk off to lose it, and that's just tough. I hate this stupid ghost runner rule. I thought we were done with it, and then randomly in the middle of spring training, the players were like, "We want it back," um, and I I just hate it. It's just so anticlimactic and it's so lame. Why isn't it a runner on like first or something or nobody until the twelfth inning, like we talked about, and then put someone on second because. Prior to these rule changes, I can't remember the stat, but it was an overwhelming percentage of games end before the before the twelfth inning. Yeah. So like, it's just lame. Um, but anyway, talk to me about the offense. Yeah, here the offense because- was fucking awful in this game. Ten strikeouts to one walk, which is fucking awful. Uh, left seventeen runners on base again. Uh, the offense lost us this game. It definitely wasn't the defense or our pitching. Um, five hits, only one of them was an extra base hit. Uh, the team went one for six with runners in scoring position. Again, like that, that's just hot dog shit. Um, Quan had two hits, one of which was the only extra base hit. He had a double, um, and then he walked once. Jose, Ahmed, and Ernie off the bench. Uh, Ernie Clement came off the bench. Were the only ones that only others that had hits, and it's same story, different day. Offense was hot dog shit. Yep, didn't show up. We lose a game. I mean, one nothing. It's rough on a beautiful day too. But all right, so game it is three very early. And <laughs> yes, it is, and we're gonna about to find out. There's a lot of upswing <laughs> for this season. Yeah. 
So game three is Big Daddy Dick Quantrill. We'll just, you know, I called him that to end the season last year. Going to call him that again now versus Bubich, which great great name. name. Love it. What do you say? Guardians come into Sunday afternoon looking to get their first win as the Guardians. They lost in a monsoon on Thursday. They lost on Saturday in absolutely beautiful weather, failing to even score a run. I can't remember how many innings they went without scoring a run, but I think it was 14 now. Give me a second. Because I think they scored in the fourth of game one and then obviously got shut out. So two, three, four, five, five plus 15, 14. Oh, 15. Okay. Because it went into the 15. Oh, true. Yeah, fifteen. So fifteen innings later, um, God, fucking idiot. All of I know. Ugh, all of Cleveland only tuned in at this point to watch Stephen Kwan get on base. But it turns out everyone wanted to get on base in this one as the Guardians take Game Three of the series and get their first win of the twenty twenty two. Little fun campaign. fact: Cal Quantrill got the last win as an Indian and got the first win as a Guardian. I love chills. That's my that's my future number two. <laughs> Love them. All right. Buckle up for scoring highlights. Top of the first. Jose, RBI single, scores Miles Straw. Guardians go up one nothing. Still the top of the first. Owen Miller, RBI single, scores Stephen Kwan. Now we're up 2 nothing. Still the top of the first. Oscar Mercado hits a grand slam, brings everyone home, blows the game open, 6 nothing. Guardians. Top of the second. Ahmed Rosario, two-run single, scores Straw and Quan, extends the Guardians' lead to 8 nothing. Still the top of the second. Owen Miller hits a two-run double. That brings home Jose and Ahmed. Now the Guardians lead at 10 to nothing. And by the way, they were up 10 nothing after recording four outs in this game. They chased Bubich out of the game, I think, in the first uh, inning. Yeah, I, mean, I he think just Bubich only, I think he only pitched like two-thirds of an inning. My phone's all the way it. over there on the floor, or I'd grab it. True, when you miss the bed. <laughs> Deep cut. Still the top of the, or excuse me, bottom of the third, Bobby Witt Jr., number one prospect in baseball for the Royals, hits a two-run double, scores Michael Taylor and Nicky Lopez. Royals get on the board, but they're still trailing it 10 to 2. I do want to reference back to the first game, because you I, I forgot about Bobby Witt Jr. His first hit in a Major League Baseball game was a like a, a go-ahead two-run double yeah which is nuts i mean he's the number one prospect in baseball he projects to steal like 30 plus bags yeah. maybe hit 30 homers basically like jose what jose already yeah is, he's is a what young Bobby jose Witt. plays third base as well yeah good defense too yeah he made that a was couple on. fucking fantastic plays in this series yeah yeah he uh he's a five-tool player he's something scary but, but we're here talking about the fucking guardians yeah, and Stephen Kwan, baby. Imagine imagine being all in on Bobby Witt, and then Stephen Kwan comes and lays his 12-incher out on you. <laughs> all, all series. How embarrassing for the Royals. Um, top of the fourth, Owen Miller uh, hits an RBI single. Scores Ahmed Rosario. We're up 11-2. to two. Still the top of the fourth, Oscar Mercado. RBI triple brings Owen Miller home. We're up 12-2. to two. So at that point, Mercado is, I think, two for two or... Uh, two for three with a triple and a grand slam. So the hardest parts of the cycle out of the way. Unfortunately, he ends up going two for six and doesn't do it. But uh, that <laughs> was a little disappointing. Nuts. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it's still good. It's three thirty three average, but it's like he went. He got the hardest the, parts. The fact then, that he had six at bats. I know, and I was. I just wanted him to. Get the other two parts. Just I feel like there, there would have not that there would have been an asterisk on that cycle, but like I think it would have been looked at a little bit because you like you had six at bats. Yeah, 
Oh, hey. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, top, uh, still, uh, God, there's so much scoring here. I'm trying to, okay, top of the fifth, Ahmed Rosario hits an infield single. He just ran that ball out so hard, caught someone napping a little bit. I mean, just pure hustle play. This should have never been a single. Scores Quan. Guardians are up 13-2. to two. Top of the seventh, they start pitching inside to Quan, okay, and end up hitting him, which is kind of like, all right, you're fearing him. He's living a little rent free. They were trying to get it, so they hit him. And the, the, um, when when they hit Stephen Kwan, the entire bench lost their shit, and yeah, they were yelling because they were trying to free. They were trying to get in his head. That's it yeah, one hundred percent. They were the entire bench was yelling at the pitcher, and uh, I. It was on site. It was on site. <laughs> And you know what Jose did? He comes up, hits a two-run blast, and says, hey, listen, you want to hit Stephen Kwan? I am going to tattoo a ball out of your ballpark. Exactly. Don't touch my baby boy. Yeah, don't touch my baby. My baby Kwan, baby. Ooh, you're going to get it. God God help anyone that disrespects our king. Um, uh, You're on the Fran mail bit. I know. There's so much here. So we're up 15 to 2. Um, top of the seventh, still Ernie Clement, RBI single, scores Fran Mill. Now we're up 16 to two. Top of the eighth, Fran Mill hits an RBI single. He scores straw, and the Guardians are up 17 to two. Bottom of the ninth, Ryan O'Hearn grounds into a force out, scores Carlos Santana, makes it 17 to three Guardians. I miss uh, Carlos that's Santana how so much. I know. I say it uh, every time we play Kansas City, I miss him. He's just a guy that it's it's easy to like him and miss him. Uh, he's getting old though, but anyway, so that's how it stays. Seventeen to three, Football they came up scores, just a little baby. short. Yeah, came up a little short there. Uh, the Guardians win the first game of the year and their first game um, as as an organization. Yeah, there's not really much to talk about when it, in in terms of game highlights, like defensive highlights, because it was just an offensive onslaught in a route on the Kansas City Royals. All right, so let's talk box score here. Uh, final score. First off, 17. we need a, There's going to be a big difference. Alex had to go change a shit diaper. <laughs> yeah, an absolute blowout. So, so, so we had to take a little bit of a break for Alex to true, be a parent true. real fast. So there's there's going to be a little bit of a cut. Um, so that's what happened. That nobody so, nobody would have noticed. Oh, people would have noticed. It's so quick. Anyway, so Cleveland, 17 runs on 22 hits, no errors. Kansas City, three runs on seven hits, no errors. Uh, Quantrill, all things considered, great outing from the best pitcher in the AL last year for the second half. Uh, he had a one nine four ERA, which led everybody, if everybody remembers. Five innings pitched, four hits, two earned runs, one walk, two strikeouts. Gets the first win, like you said, as a Cleveland Guardian. Didn't look as absolute sharpest, but he got three uh, out of the eight balls in play on ground outs. So uh, keep the ball on the ground. Let the defense work. Um, he hadn't pitched in seven days, Hammy was saying over and over again, which that's never going to help your sharpness. <laughs> like, you know, but he's a gamer, gave us a winning effort and nothing you're going to complain about getting five innings, a two run ball. Yeah. And he got so. some help. <laughs> Yeah, and he got some help, to, to be clear. So the bullpen gives you three and a third innings. Um, I'm sorry, four innings. Apparently, I just, with a newborn and just losing my mind updating all this, uh, I'm losing my mind. So the bullpen gives you four innings of work. Uh, they gave up three hits, one earned run, 
Nobody walked uh, anyone, which is great. And then four strikeouts. Morgan, Eli Morgan, date my daughter, Eli Morgan, cutest kid in baseball. Eli Morgan is basic. True. Uh, Eli Morgan is basically Cy Young on the road. We knew about that last year. So what do you think happened? Two innings of one hit, one strikeout ball. And uh, everyone was buzzing about it, especially Quincy sent me a message. He said, did you see that Eli's velocity on his fastball was up two to three miles an hour from last year? So instead of sitting 90. (laughs) Oh, we are. Yeah. But hey, his big thing is he throws 90, right? But like if you start ticking that up to 92, 93, that's Carl Willis, baby, getting in there, rearranging some of the wires. That that makes a big difference for a guy that throws off speed stuff and. You know, that's that, a huge, so the bigger when it, my baseball fandom, that's stuff that do, that's like stuff that doesn't stick with me. Like if someone says I'm like, hey, oh, yeah, that like that makes a difference. I'll, but like that's I didn't some, know that. Yeah, I didn't notice just to eat, But Quincy had to say it to me just to be clear. I, I I didn't notice it that that went over my head a little bit. But God bless him. Um, I don't follow. Although I love analytics, I don't follow along the games in Statcast uh, or baseball savant, whatever. Sam Henches, oh, what a guy. Uh, he comes out and Daddy gives you a perfect inning of yeah, one strikeout ball. God bless him. And then uh, Anthony, Tony, excuse me, Castro, in his Guardians debut, gives up a run on two hits, uh, strikes out two in trash time to end the game. So, you know, not not much going Whatever. on there. But talk to me about, talk to me about the offense. <laughs> Fuck. Look, all right. There's a lot to go over here. Uh, 10 strikeouts to four walks, not awful. Um, a lot of strikeouts, but we also had a shit ton of at bats in this one. So it's to be expected. We have 25 runners on baits, which seems like a lot, but when it, when you break it down to the amount of base runners we had period, it, it kind of evens itself out. It had 22 hits, leave some on base, 17 <laughs> runs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, we went 10 for 21 with runners in scoring position. Jesus Christ. 476 average. 10 hits with runners in scoring position. Um, Steven Kwan just blows the fuck up. Uh, he goes 5 for 5 uh, in his third major league game with four singles, a double, and a hit by pitch. He was on base in every single one of his plate appearances. And then Jose went three for four with a double and a two-run home run, and he had three RBIs. Ahmed went four for five with a triple and three RBIs. Owen Miller got the start over Bobby, um, and he went three for six with a double and four RBIs. Oscar Mercado went two for six with a grand slam and an RBI triple, giving him five RBIs. And Lavastito, with his first major league start, goes 0 for four in his debut with one walk, which isn't great. But again... Um, I tweeted about it. He had this really nice Instagram post that he posted where he was kind of like going back and talking to his younger self and it hit me right. My soul, very good post. Go, go, go check it out on, uh, check it out on Twitter. Um, kind of resonated with me a little bit, but great, great to see him up here. And, and, uh, first start, he should, you should, he should adjust. And we're pre- we're just waiting for for uh, Maley to get healthy and get him in there, and then obviously is going back down to AAA. Yeah, which I would like to see Lavastida, Lava excuse me, continue to get the time and figure it out. But what you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But we're going to talk about Stephen Kwan. You know, we had to talk about Ahmed. We had to talk about um, 
Didn't we talk about somebody else? I'm losing my mind. I'm sorry. We kind of talked about... Uh, oh, Bradley Zimmer. Yeah. We had to talk about Bradley Zimmer. We had to talk about Ahmed. We're going to talk about Quan. okay? At, the whole world stops. We got Stephen Quan trending on Twitter. Literally, Cleveland got him trending on Twitter. At this point, um, even the show, you know, MLB The Show, the video game, tweeted out this awesome graphic of him and said, video game numbers. He was, through three games, 8 for 10 at the plate with four runs, an 857 OBP, a thousand slugging, and had seen 58 pitches with zero swings and misses. Jesus Christ. Zero swings and misses. We were going to run Bradley Zimmer out in front of this guy. It's not going to live forever, but again, the hit tool stuff is elite. 58 pitches, zero swings and misses. That's absurd. And Sarah Langs on Twitter had a, a tweet uh, on Sunday. She said, five hit games within the first three career games since at least 1901. Stephen Kwan this year, your mean Mercedes last year for the White Sox, who, if you'll remember, hit like 700 and then imploded down the stretch. Uh, after the first month, then 1933 Cecil Travis, 1918, a little bit of a gap. Yeah, 1918 Red Massey, 1910 Jack Dalton, 1903 Judge McCready. Which I fucking love that name, Judge. Yeah, a lot of a lot of old baseball names in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, what he's doing is just unbelievable, and I can't believe you know we almost were going to run Zimmer out there over him. It's just, and it's not picking on. It's just, and he'll come down to earth, but. Yeah, like I said at the top of the episode, the baseball gods are going to get theirs. Everything comes around. But he's playing out of his fucking mind making actual history right now. Yeah, so you got to love it. Uh, Game four, Savali versus Hernandez. This was yesterday. Guardians come into Monday afternoon's game looking to tie up the series. And all eyes were locked on King Quan, Quan Soto, Barry Quans, whatever you want to call him. He did not disappoint. On another note, Savali makes a season debut, uh, looks to pick up, pick back up where he left off in the first half of 2021 before he got hurt. And uh, while it doesn't go amazing, we do end up winning this game, which is what's important. Quick scoring highlights. Top of the first, Fran Mill grounds into a double play, scores Miles Straw. Guardians pick right back up where they left off on Sunday, take an early 1-0 lead. Still the top of the first, Ahmed Rosario hits an RBI single, scores Quan, and extends the Guardians' lead to 2-0. Bottom of the third, though, Salvador Perez hits an RBI single, scores Bobby Witt Jr. Royals get on the board, but still trail it 2-1. Top of the fourth, Oscar Mercado hits a two-run shot. He has a home run in back-to-back games there, so his second of the year. And the Guardians extend their lead 4-1. Bottom of the fourth, Nicky Lopez hits into a fielder's choice. Adalberto Mondesi scores on a Jose Jose Ramirez throwing error. Excuse me. Royals still trail it four to two though, but it's still the bottom of the fourth. With which Merrifield. I want to talk about that real fast. Yeah, not not to get you out of your rhythm because it's, it, it, this is part of my game highlights. But I'll, I'll talk about it now. This should not have been a throwing error on Jose's part. Like yeah, the throw was low, but he was also charging forward and, and trying to make a throw. And Ahmed should have scooped this ball. Yeah. 100%. Was it second base? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Jose threw this ball to second. Um, Let me double check it. 
da, 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 bottom of the fourth, right? That's what yep. I'm talking about. Bottom of the fourth. Yeah, yeah. So so Jose was charging in on a bunt, and I went to go make a uh, th- uh, a throw to second, and the throw kind of one hops a little bit, and um. Ahmed should have scooped this ball. There, there's no reason why this should have been a throwing error on Jose's part. Um, it, it was a tough throw, and it was a, the best throw Jose could have made. Um, and Ahmed should have 100% scooped this ball. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me. It's just those little things. It's frustrating. Um, but after that, you know, the Royals still trail at four to two, like I said, bottom of the fourth still, uh, Whit Merrifield hits an RBI ground out scores, Michael Taylor. So now the Royals trail four to three, fortunately still the bottom of the fourth, Andrew Benintendi hits an RBI single scores, Nikki Lopez, just like that. The Royals tie it back up at four apiece. top of the seventh, Jose RBI single scores, Ernie Clement gives the guardians a five, four lead. Still the top of the seventh, Fran Mill, RBI single, scores Quan and extends the Guardians' lead 6-4. to four. Bottom of the seventh, Hunter Dozier flies into a force out, bringing home Andrew Benatendi, and the Royals now trail at 6-5. to five. Top of the eighth, Stephen Quan hits a bases-clearing triple, opens things back up, gives the Guardians a 9-5 to five lead. I think Twitter actually exploded for a minute when he did this. <laughs> I mean... What the heck? Uh, that was his first hit of the day, even though I think he had a couple of walks in this one. Yeah, he had two walks, but this was his first hit of the day. Came late, came in clutch. I mean, base is clear and triple. God, man. So Guardians up 9-5. to five. Still the top of the eighth. Oscar Mercado, RBI ground out. Brings home Ahmed Rosario. Gives the Guardians a 10-5 to five lead. Bottom of the ninth. Andrew Benintendi hits a two-run shot. He had a hell of a series. To give the Royals a few more makes it 10 to 7, but it's not enough. Guardians take game four and split the series on the road, which can't ask for much more than that. Yeah. And uh, so game highlights uh, in the bottom of the third. Ahmed lets ball get past him on a throw from Austin Hedges uh, trying to catch someone stealing. Nothing came from it. um, But again, just a play that Ahmed needs to make. The, the ball one hops to the bag, which is what you're taught to do as a catcher. You, If you're not going to get it there right on the dime, let it one hop so it's low. And the the, the second baseman or shortstop has a has an easy chance at a tag. Um, But another defensive miscue from a guy that's taking playing time away from young players that can come up here and, and, and make plays for us. Yeah. Um, and then, like I talked about, bottom of the fourth, Ahmed does the same thing on a throw from Jose on a bunt. Um, this time it does let a run in like you, like we talked about. And again, you can't let balls get past you like that. You gotta, you gotta put your body down in front of it. Let it hit your chest. Let do something. You can't let it get past you and go into the outfield because bad things happen. Yeah. And then in the bottom of the seventh, Steven Kwan dropped a routine fly ball in left field. Um, he was trying to, to get his quo, crow hop in to make a play on, cause the bases were loaded to make a play on a throw to the plate. But you, you got to catch the ball first. You you can't let stuff like that happen. Ends up letting in a couple runs, and um, wasn't ruled an error. But just like the with what we said with Ahmed in the first game, it, it should have been, and uh, can't let stuff like that happen. Yeah, hundred <sighs> percent. It's tough. 
I didn't realize that the play was that much on Ahmed. I didn't get to watch it. Sorry, but that's why you do the game highlights to fill it in, baby. Talk ball. So uh, for uh, what the the bunt for the Ahmed error, yeah. That wasn't yeah. ruled an error, but it was on Jose. But I didn't realize it. And yeah, yeah. Quan Quan drops that one, trying to just do a little much. He'd made it an amazing catch. I'm surprised it didn't. Or did it make your highlights? Uh, we get going, and I forget. Did you have Quan's amazing catch in left field in one of these? Yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, in game two. So probably just a little bit. You know, uh, maybe nerves. Just try to do too much, getting in your head, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna happen. He's not a defensive liability. He's an average average left fielder. So, uh, as far as pitching, Savali goes three and a third, gives up four hits, four runs, two of them are earned, three walks, three Ks, gets a no decision. Just not his day. Didn't look his sharpest. Giving up four hits and three walks and only three and a third. That's not gonna do the trick. Um, damage could be a lot worse. Uh, you know, only two of them are earned, and so who knows how much longer that inning goes on, right? Uh, well, we would know. I just didn't do the math or go back and look. So, but he gave him up nonetheless on the Jose error, we'll call it. Um, he'll get it back. It's early. Can happen to anyone on any days. Guys are still getting stretched out. Some guys just hit you. Well, it is what it is. You know, we, we you you move on. If I'm not mistaken, I think Savali doesn't has pretty poor numbers against the Royals historically. I think he's got like a five ERA or five eight ERA lifetime against them. I could be talking talking out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure I heard Hammy say that. And uh, hey, some clubs just see guys well. Uh, the bullpen. I did the math right on this one. Apparently, wasn't too tired last night. Um, I think it's because I did it this morning after a nice little sleep. Um, bullpen gives you five and two thirds innings of five hit three earned run ball on two, with two walks and four strikeouts. Not great. Um, not really what you want. Trevor, uh, Stefan come it's, is it Stefan? It's Stefan, isn't it? Isn't it Trevor Stefan? I think it's Stefan. Yeah. Why do I want to say Stefan? Cause it ends it's, with an A it's yeah, A-J-N. Yeah. I think, I think it's just Trevor Stefan. Uh, comes in to finish up the fourth inning for Savali. He gives up one hit and strikes out one. Uh, no damage there. Logan Allen, God bless him, ends up with the win. He pitches two innings, a scoreless one hit and one strikeout ball to give us some length. So nice outing. Uh, way to bridge it into like the actual part of where the bullpen should be. Ryan Shaw comes into the seventh inning. Uh, he only gets one out after giving up a run on two hits and a walk in a high leverage situation because that's where you should use them. And I am once again asking Tito not to use him in high leverage innings, but what are we going to do? You go to the well one too many freaking times. He's not a high leverage guy, and it's just very frustrating. Um, Nick Sandlin comes in to clean up the seventh for Shaw, and he pitches the eighth as well. Uh, I mean, he gives you an inning and two-thirds of perfect ball. And gets one strikeout. So great outing for Sandlin, who was that back-to-back days for him? Let yes. Me peek this. No, he pitched on Saturday. Yeah, you're right. He pitched Saturday. Yeah. So he's given he a, you he had a one-day break. Yeah, he's given you what two and a third innings of scoreless ball so far. Yeah, I think he's been almost perfect in all that too. So nice start to the year for Sandlin. Um, and then Class A comes in to the ninth. Uh, it's not a save opportunity. Just want to get him some reps, but he struggles again. He gives Which up last two- year. He struggled at the beginning of the year as well. If we, if yeah. you remember, yeah, it, I'm not too I'm not too worried about him. I mean, he'll yeah. he'll figure it out. It because you remember for like the first before the All Star break, him and Karen Check 
we're we're bouncing back and forth between who decided I wanted to be good at what time. Yeah, well, Karen Check was untouchable while Klasse struggled a little bit. I, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He got off to a little bit of a slow start, but he gives up two runs on a hit and a walk. It is what it is. Um, and luckily, it didn't cost us the game or anything, and, and he'll get it back. Talk to me about this offense, though. Yeah, so uh, we had six strikeouts to five walks, which is fantastic. Uh, left 15 runners on base, which, again, we, we scored we scored a lot of runs in this one, so I, I don't hate it. Um, could be better, but also could be worse. Um, and then we had 13 hits. Four of them were extra base hits, which is fucking fantastic. Uh, we went five for 13 with runners in scoring position, which is a 384 average, I believe, uh, which that, that's what you need. You need to get runners on and get them in. Uh, and that's what we did. Uh, Steven Kwan goes uh, one for three with three RBIs, two runs and two walks. Uh, Fran Mill is struggling beginning of the year. He just looks lost, um, but he goes two for five in this one with an RBI after getting a, uh, some rest the day before. Uh, Ahmed gets a, a a couple of hits with an with a single RBI. Uh, Owen Miller runs it back, goes three for five with two doubles, uh, and he's fighting Bobby Bradley for a job right now, and and I love it. Uh, Miles Straw goes for uh, one for four with a walk, but already has two stolen bases this year because he's fast as shit. Yeah. He's a monster. He could steal 35 plus. Um, I mean, last year he stole 30. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but yeah, yeah, he's on my fantasy team. So I'm excited. If miles straw really clicks it together, he could hit, I said 300. Um, that might've been opening day, just buzzing after he just was hitting everything and on everything. But I really think he'll hit 275 minimum. And I mean, he could, if he's healthy all year, I think he'll steal minimum 30 bags. We could see yeah. him push, push 35, 40, which is a spicy, a meatball. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, we have a, a tweet from ESPN stats and info. Yeah, we need uh, to Guardians, talk about Stephen Kwan, baby. <laughs> Guardian Stephen Kwan has reached base safely 15 different times in his first four career games. No other player in the live ball era, which dates back to 1920, has reached base more than 13 times in their first four career games. Literally making history. Yeah. He sits atop the most times reaching base in their first four career games. Uh, Next up is Jay Bruce, who did it 13 times in 2008. Uh, Kwazo Matsui did it 13 times in 2004. Akinori Awumara uh, in 2007 did it 12 times. Morgan Burkhart did it 12 times in 2000. And in 1939, Fern Bell, which is the greatest old-time baseball name ever, um, did it 12 times. So, And his rookie of the, uh, rookie of the year odds are now set. Uh, they opened at 75-1, to 1 and his odds are now 7-1 to 1 for rookie of the year. <laughs> so get on the train now and ride the stonks all the way to rookie of the year at MVP. Yeah. I don't make the rules. Um, and then now we're getting talk- to my favorite topic. Yeah. So uh, real quick, last year we decided no more than three people could be on, right? Isn't that how we started cleaning it up? That way we didn't track like a million players when the team I is popping so. off. I So I did that, and then I noted some people that were warming up as yeah, well. Yeah, so, and we're going to talk about one of them. Okay, so I think we're going to 
Uh, do, we, do we want to do that or do we want to just have a it doesn't matter how many people we put on it i think just three because it gets okay. a little out of hand sometimes especially earlier in the year so we okay. just pick the top three and uh i think the first one is probably i don't know it was a struggle but go ahead and yeah tell so everybody. uh steven kwan obviously is 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 on the who's hot list and he's going to be our first 10 we've ever given out and yep. like, like we talked about, he's making history, betting 692 with a uh, 789 OBP, a 100 slugging, and a 1.789 OPS with two doubles, a triple, six runs, five RBIs, and five walks in his first career major league games. The first 10. <laughs> Which last year, there was a lot of debate between me and Alex on if Class A should have been a 10 towards the end of the year because yeah, he went he a got full a- month without letting out a run. And yeah, he, uh, that's- he was up. To nine point eight, I think. Yeah, which was in in my opinion blasphemy, but well, I lost Juan that has fight. earned the first ten. Yeah, <laughs> making MLB history will do the trick. Yep. And then uh, I want to say so did Classe. I think he was he went the longest without giving out a run from a closer. Nah, that's not true. It was just an incredible streak. Oh. Uh. And then uh, Jose's on the list. He's he's an eight, batting three seventy five with a four 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 OB OBP, a uh, six eighty eight slugging, and a one point one three two OPS with two doubles, a home run, and five RBIs. You agree with the eight? So to yeah. new people, seven point five is where who's hot starts. We gave out our first ten ever, and then um, on the low end, it goes from what one to three point five for who's not. Right. Yeah. And then usually we'll debate. I, I put the notes in and then we kind of talk. I mean, Jose, I feel like an eight is, is that's appropriate. Fine. Yeah, I, I agree mean, with he, that. he I mean, I think those stats are awesome. This next early. one, I think we, we, we lower a little bit um, just because. So Owen Miller, we have as he have in as, as an eight as well. He's batting five forty five with a five eighty three OBP and eight eighteen OP. Um, Slugging, sorry, in a one four zero one OPS with three doubles, a ball, uh, a walk, and four RBIs. I would say he's a little lower than an eight, maybe like a seven seven five, uh, just because he hasn't had the same amount of at, at bats, and That's he doesn't true. have the the defense that that Jose's been putting out. That's true. I'll give him the seven seven five. I just let it go on record that he's now yeah. a seven seven five. But I love seeing this. We'll talk about Owen Miller here yeah. in a little bit too. But, um, and uh, then we got we got the warming up list, which which this is where we're gonna have a little bit of a debate. Yeah. Uh, so Zach Plesek, I agree on the warming up list with a hot start, five and two thirds, only giving up three hits, no and runs, no walks. Hmm. I almost I put four, him on. I think he had four strikeouts, right? Uh, maybe I don't think he struck out that many. Uh, three strikeouts. Three. So yeah, I almost put him on in favor, but I was like, for pitchers, I want to see one more decent one, and he could get. And again, yeah. we're gonna cap it in three. This is sanity. where we're having a debate. It didn't have you to be have, that much of a debate. You have Ahmed Rosario heating up. He's batting four forty four with a four forty four OBP, a five fifty six slugging, and a one thousand OPS with a triple three runs and four RBIs. Yeah, like the offensive numbers are good, but his defense has been fucking atrocious and it's not acceptable and he deserves not to be on this list at, at all, period. Okay. <laughs> I won't I won't die on that hill. We've <laughs> talked about him too much today, so I'm t- in the spirit of keeping it moving, I'm fine with that. Um, I, I think we do recognize the offensive side, but yeah, we're going to take the complete product into play and uh, 
yeah, we, I have no problem. I, I, yeah, I don't care. The I'm defense has just been way too awful for me to be acceptable with with those offensive numbers. And then your other favorite part, who's not? Yeah, the kidding. who's not list where we hold yeah. everyone accountable for their bullshit. Uh, so it, it, it's too soon to officially put putting putting anyone on the who's not list. So it, it they're they're all on the watch list. Um, but Bobby Bradley has looked lost. Um, and then Andres Jimenez has been struggling a bit. Class A kind of kind has been throwing up a little bit. And then Hedges defensively been out of this world, which you know what you're going to get with Austin Hedges behind the plate, uh, but still does not have a hit through the first four games, which is tough. And he just looks lost, getting out of count, just getting out it very quickly. He's not getting yeah. deep. I think he had one deep at bat for like six pitches, but it's but, just – it's bad. Yeah. I still love him with my whole heart. Yeah, I mean, he, I'm so, I can't believe his his uh, two plays he made in one inning of game one didn't make your list. Uh, I, I I guess it might not have been on the MLB kind of condensed game or maybe the recap thing, but dude, he made two plays in one inning where he, on a bunt, a Baltimore chop, AO, uh, yeah, it was yo. like a bunt right in front of home plate. He picks it up and he goes to second, not first. He goes to second with the throw, throws an absolute laser beam 100% strike to get him at second. Balls yeah. in play. There are like three catchers that make that play, and it happens maybe one out of every four times you get that guy. No hesitation, bare hand strike to get him at second on a bang bang. And then later in that inning, he does. Uh, like then he makes this sliding catch on a pop up uh, down the third base line that Jose was playing back a little bit and I think hesitated for a second and he does a basket sliding catch with the ball in front of him like and and it's some like some real hot boy shit. That's why we keep him on the team even though he's got like a forty weighted runs combined plus. Although <laughs> man, it's a black hole. But the more people are hitting, the more you can live with it. But. It's still, it's inexcusable. It's that bad, he, and I'm I'm rooting for him. He's an amazing guy. Um, fun fact: I mean, I he, I think defensively, you, you can and and the way that he calls a baseball game, I think that you can kind of deal with it a little bit. Like he wants to see the bat. Yeah, he's gonna come into it, and and he's one of those guys that we we've talked about where if he does make contact with it, um, he can he can send one, but. Yeah. Um, just trying to do too much. Just look yeah. locked in. You don't even have to just look like a quality at bat. Fun fact real fast. He was on the Chris Rose rotation, which is an amazing podcast. Chris Rose is likely the best in the biz um, interviewing major league players. He regularly. also announces for battle bots, which is a great show for anyone. Yeah, watching. And he does what football he does NFL. Not, I mean, yeah. it, it's Chris Rose folks. Uh, he's, he's the big time. He uh, hedges was just on it. Literally the most likable guy in the world. Like, I just want to be his friend. If you listen to Hedges talk on the broadcast, too, like with the pre-record videos, I'm just like, why do I love this guy so much? I mean, he's just a guy I want to go have a beer with. So yeah. go check him out on there. It's like an hour long. And then long. check out his Instagram. He, there was a, they posted like one of their wedding videos because he got married this offseason. Mm -hmm. uh, which, congratulations, Austin Hedges. Love that for you. Mm -hmm. Um the video, like you can tell, like his personality comes out in it, and I fucking love it. Yeah, so go check and out his Instagram. At the very, don't forget, Chris Rose is a Guardians fan. At the yep. very end of it, he enjoyed it so much. He has five people. That's what's called the Chris Rose rotation. 
He has people come on all the time that aren't on regularly, but at the core show has one of those five people all the time. And I can't remember who fell out, but they're looking for someone else. And at the very end of the episode, I know where he asked Austin Hedges if he would be a regular on there. And he said, yes. So we're going to get Austin Hedges as a regular on the Chris Rose rotation. And he said he wants to bring, I thought it was hilarious. He's like, I want to bring Cal Quantron, like out of nowhere. And he's like, we could do that. He's like, people need to hear that guy talk. But he's like, <laughs> he's, he, people don't understand how much shit he talks and how chirpy he is. Like, it kind of goes under the radar. But if you go back and look at the highlights, that dude talks a lot of shit. He's a very interesting character. I'll have he to also go check thinks, him out. He said he's also, he's a Stanford guy. And he said he also thinks he's the smartest guy in every room all the time. He's like, but you get Cal on here, he'll say some interesting stuff. And I... I can't wait for that episode to drop. So go check hey, it out. Austin Hedges, if you're listening, you're not. But if you are, come on the shelf. Yes, please. We love you. I love I'm, you so much. Never said anything bad about your offense ever. Um, so I've said, said bad stuff about your offense, but I've also said that you're debatably my favorite player on the Guardians right now. So yeah, teach their own. Uh, so up next, as we wrap up here, AL Central standings. I say best player, said favorite player. Two completely different things. True. I know, but Jose Ramirez exists. Uh, AL Central standings uh, early, so just going to take a second here. Technically, White Sox sit atop the division today uh, on April 12th. They are 2-1. and one. Um, Yeah, we are second place. Everyone else two, is 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, actually, the whole division, we're all tied 2-2. Two and two. So, um, yeah, that's that. You, until I we think the only games. reason we're in second place is just the sheer amount of runs we've scored. Oh, that could be. Yeah, run differential. You're right, because we just dropped it off. We went from scoring one run in two games to putting up 27 runs in two <laughs> games. And I think we I think we lead all of baseball in batting average per team and maybe runs scored per game. So whatever. Totally Whoops. sustainable. World Series. New champions. name. Who dis? Yeah. And then uh, on to Guardians news, which is Paul. There's... Not MLB news in here, but there's like a little. There's a couple bit things. Of, uh, we'll, that, we'll just call it yeah. baseball news. Uh, yeah, I guess that's whatever. True. Uh, so on Wednesday, uh, Gabriel Arias singled and came around to score in his first at bat in the season in AAA Columbus. So see love to see May that. 2nd, King. Yeah, <laughs> fucking love it. Um, and then the World Series uh, odds came out, and uh, I'm not going to go through the whole list. The Guardians no, just, are plus ten thousand. Um, Maybe we'll go through the AL Central. The White Sox are plus eleven hundred. Uh, Second, the best Tigers odds. are best. Oh, sorry, fifth. Are, the Tigers are plus thirty five hundred, which is kind of surprising because they haven't done anything. Um, they just signed people, which that that's all these are. It's that's preseason stuff, but still kind of surprising. The Twins are plus five thousand. Uh, like I said, we're plus ten, and then the Royals are also plus ten thousand. I'd be interested to see these odds after Stephen Kwan in the uh, weekend because the odds obviously change all the time. These odds were from last Wednesday, which is kind of interesting. The White Dodgers, Sox are the, the fifth highest. Yeah, odds. I know. I'm sorry. I read it wrong and then yeah. I talked over you, so my bad. But yeah, they're, they're fifth highest tied with the uh, Yankees. But Dodgers are number one at plus 500. Then the Blue Jays, Astros, Mets. Um, yeah. So. Yep. So. 
Can I take this next one just because just, I'll make it quick just because yeah. it's an in, in division. So on Thursday, uh, the only reason this is in here. Which I don't know why I, it being in division makes a difference, but go ahead. Uh, just because it's like one last MLB trade a little bit. Like it affects us. That's all. Uh, Jeff Passon tweeted out that the Minnesota Twins and San Diego Padres um, create are completed a trade. Twins get right-hander, right, right-handed starter Chris Paddock and right-handed reliever Emilio Pagan. And the Padres get their previous stud closer, uh, left-handed reliever Taylor Rogers, and outfielder Brent Rooker. Uh, money and a player to be named later possibly involved. Uh, but that was done on opening day, which is kind of fun. And yep. again, really moving forward, I just want to keep this mostly just Guardians news uh, now that we're out of the offseason. But um, it does affect us. Listen, I know they get a starter that everyone talks about, Chris Paddock, but he's just not it. Like The Padres are good at developing pitching. Ruben Niebla, our previous coaches over there, seems like they're just getting rid of a guy that like everyone kind of hopes, hopes, hopes. But like the Twins suck at developing pitching. That that like that is why them and the Royals are not going to push for this division. Like I just are not even push. I think we will finish above them because if you can't pitch, you don't have shit. Like you don't. Like you can yeah. only slug your way out of so many games. But. Other teams hit too, maybe not as well, but when you can pitch like we can, you are always in it. You're always going to be in it. And so for them to get rid of, you know, for a guy that everyone really hopes for, this relief, this starter, Chris Paddock, and a reliever, Emilio Pagan, but get rid of their stud closer that they, you know, Taylor Rogers, that they know can give them saves and is really good, just kind of like, yeah. I mean, the whole deal's kind of mad, but it's like, I don't think the Twins got better. So anyway, yeah. we'll see. Enough of that. Keep going. Um, and then Friday, uh, Guardians, again, Gabriel Arias, hits a go-ahead RBI double with two outs in the ninth to to go ahead and because uh, they were away. So love to see that. Clutch hitting. If he hits in AAA, like we said, he will be up here on May 2nd, more mm-hmm. than likely, or after a month. I truly believe that. and. He's doing it. He's he's yeah. absolutely doing it. And then uh, Saturday, Mandy Bell uh, tweeted out that the Guardians and center fielder Meyer Stroll have agreed to a five-year contract extension with club options for 27 and 28. According to a source, the deal is worth $25 million with the $8 million option in 27 and 8 and a half in 28. Fucking love this so much. Yes. Out of off the top rope on Saturday, out of literally nowhere, open up Twitter, just like, oh, let's see, and then you know, refresh almost done and randomly they announce an extension way to lock up the core. We got Classe in the back end. Jose should never play for another team, which just makes mommy's milkers wet. Okay. Yeah. Then our center fielder who will win a gold glove and can steal 40 bags. You and is going to hit 270, 275 atop that lineup. And just a solid dude, get him extended with club options. So yep. we only had him under control for four more years. So this is a cost control thing a little bit with a true extension three-year extension and then possibly with club options for two more yeah well four years of control already it's a five-year extension so we bought one extra year i don't know why i thought i said seven i'm no you're okay it's because i just said about jose i think so there's one year tacked on that was never there that he would have been a free agent but then we also have those club options for 27 and 28 at very reasonable money i mean unless he's washed 8 million and 8.5 like come on so it's very one no matter what a free agent we bought out and then two more on top of that for again eight and 8.5 he could you know he can be here for 
another seven years total. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, some, some more MLB news ish. I know you love this. But, I know you love uh, this. So the Astros released third Nike City Connect uniforms. Um, I actually fucking hate these. Okay. See, a lot of people don't like them. And go check it out. Talking Baseball tweeted it out. Um, I think I, I'm sure it came across the timeline. Anybody that's going to listen to this show, yeah. Which, which I get what they got. I get, I get it right. Like I get the space thing. Like that all makes sense. I just think they're fucking ugly. Yeah. So here's what I think. If you take the hat away, I think they're kind of heat. I'm not going to lie. I don't love them. It's one of those things you're like, I don't not like it. I can live with it. But something about that hat logo just looks like a minor, like a real cheap, like. Yeah, I don't like, like any of it. The Like I, I get, like I said, I get what they're going for. I'm getting like the space theme. Um, I, Like I get all that. I just think they're ugly. Yeah, they're not great. I for me, I it's think the it's hat. I think it's the <laughs> weird like gradation between the yellow and orange throughout the Ooh, whole thing, like gradation. like with the piping in the middle. I don't like that. The Are socks give me what? Are you a graphic designer? You said the gradation turning me on. You like that? Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I think there's too much of it. Like they have they have it going throughout the whole uniform. I think it's just too much. Yeah, I which can, like, I that like being too. I'm much not obsessed whole, with it. The yeah. being too much is like the whole point of the city connect jerseys, like that they're all a bit much. But these ones, like it's, uh, I just think these ones are a miss. I do want to say, I th- I really think for me it's the hat. I think if you just like try it, if you just cover up his hat and don't look, like it, still okay, that's fair for me. The hat, yeah. the I also think the it's hat. Jose Altuve's fucking face. Yeah, true. <laughs> I will say real fast, and then we'll get this wrapped up here. Um, I saw the on field the the Washington National City Connect, and they were better than I thought. They were. I I'm fucking not love lie. them so. Yeah, much. they on, the, and that's how it is. Sometimes you got to wear it, right? You got to see it. You know, it's like clothes in a store. Sometimes put it on. I saw it, and it, it was better than I thought. They're I not my favorite. A, I might buy a Juan Soto jersey yeah. in that. Better to invest your money in Quan Soto, but that's just me. Look, I'm still going to buy Guardian stuff, but those jerseys are fucking heat. Yeah, they are heat. All right. Also on um, Sunday. And, yeah. and then uh, also on Sunday, yeah, uh, Manny Bell tweeted out that Zach Plesak is going to make the the start on Friday in the home opener, which like that that's just how the the, the chips lie. Um, but I don't I don't hate it. Yeah. New new team first game at Progressive as the Guardians. You're gonna put someone with a little bit of swagger out there. Yeah. Whoops. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't hate it. You know no, what I mean? Not at all. It, it'll He's be not good. your ace, but go ahead and let him go out there and talk his shit. Let him run, let him run his mouth. Bieber's yeah. not gonna go out there and talk shit. You know what I mean? Bieber's gonna go out there and be a fucking god. But yeah, let someone with a little bit of swagger go out. Let him, let him let him puff out the chest. Let it say Guardians across it. Let him puff it out real fast. You know what I mean? True. True. Um, and then Monday, Zach Meisel tweeted out that Josh Naylor could return to Cleveland's lineup as soon as the home opener on Friday. He'll play in the minor league games tomorrow and Wednesday, which today and Wednesday. And then the team and trainers will reevaluate his status. We kind of talked about that. it, but he's coming. And then just one last thing before we wrap up with the series preview on this note. 
I did a deep dive on kind of the roster construction, and I'm not going to go on and on, but I just want to hit the highlights here. Moves are going to have to be made. So the rules are because of the shortened, you know, the shortened spring training and stuff that you're allowed 28 man roster. Okay. Which is two more than usual until May 2nd. They, and on May 2nd, not only do you go down to 26, but they limit it. You're only allowed to have 13 pitchers and 13 position players on your roster. Right this second, we have 15 pitchers and 13 position players. Josh Naylor is obviously going to join the team. So someone's got to go. Okay. Now, there's a couple ways to look at this. We need more pitching right now to help get us through as people get stretched out, more arms, all that. So there's one angle where you think, okay, we'll cut one pitcher right now and then, you know, keep Josh Naylor, let somebody, you know, Yu Chang and Bobby Bradley figure it out a little longer. We'll see what happens. Okay. Because you want as many arms in the bullpen and rotation, not, not so much rotation as possible to get to eat you innings during the first month. Right. But, um, you look at it and it's like, Bobby is struggling a lot. We learned that Tito actually ripped Zimmer and Bobby a new one, which I'm glad because it feels like Tito just sticks with stuff. They're going to give them, do the Jake Bowers experiment again, like they do every year with somebody where you let them play like 45 games. They're asked the entire time, nothing changes, and you still run them out there, and then we DFA them. Like, this team is nimble, it's young, it's stuffed with prospects that are ready to play. There's people that are stepping up, and if you kind of know what you got in a guy, it doesn't mean they can't be helpful for another team. It just doesn't mean they fit our team. So, to me... I think Bobby Bradley gets DFA'd uh, on Friday. If not him, it's going to be Yu Chang. And I wish both of them well. I like both of them. I wrote an entire deep article on Bobby. I know more about him than I should. Listen, he hits for so much power, and that's sexy, and you like it. But his home road splits are ass. The defense is average. You know, he's stepped up a lot. I want to give him credit, even though he had an error the other day. That's anecdotal and recency bias okay but he has always struck out like a mofo his entire minor league career yeah it's that's not going to magically change it's just not like when you get out you know a a thousand plus plate appearances across you know different levels of professional baseball you don't suddenly just go "Uh uh-oh at the highest thing i'm just going to start striking out like it's not going to happen so maybe the average comes up the obp serviceable but in the slugging's incredible but if you never hit the ball like Come on. So that's what I love about Owen Miller popping off is Owen Miller. Actually, that coin flip coming up heads for us could be huge. We know he can hit. We already talked about this. So if he pushes it and he plays first and Naylor plays right, or maybe it's Owen at second, uh, whatever. Like, I love that Owen's Owen's grabbing it by the balls. Honestly, like these guys know, like, listen, we could lose our job. So the guys that are stepping up, grabbing it by the balls and just popping off. Big I just sit there and I, make big time plays and big time games. Yeah, I, I applaud it. It like I, I love it. I'm like, go do it, King. Pop off. And so, you know, Bobby plays first where Yu Chang is at a position that, you know, we have a trillion middle infielders, which is usually where he kind of ends up at second, sometimes first. We kind of know what you got with Yu Chang, too. Great guy. I love the smile. He's a spring training fraud. He mashes in spring training every year. We bring him up, and he's just not that guy. He is a bench player at best. I love him. He's so nice, but like he, he had doesn't that belong. Real stretch last year. Yeah, but he, you know what you're getting with him. He's not 22, 23 mm-hmm. years old. Like he's always going to be a role player at best. 
in a team that like we got to burn through this crap and make decisions quick and get over it. So Bobby or Yu Chang are getting DFA'd on Friday, in my opinion, allows you to carry 15 pitchers. And then the other part I want to bring up is that still keeps you at 28. Okay. So next, James Karinchek's going to come back in a couple weeks. If it's before May 2nd, a pitcher has to go because yeah. you're not, I don't see them carrying 16 pitchers. So Connor Pilkington has options, obviously. He has all three of his options. He's going to go down. Yeah, he's probably going to go down. Sam Henches has one option left. Okay. Logan Allen is out of options. Okay. So let's say Pilkington gets called down. You're at 15 13. May 2nd comes around. You have to cut two more people now. Okay. Well, if Pilkington, Pilkington, you're good. Pilkington, I always struggle with his name. Goes down, then we're at fourteen, right? Because right now we're at fifteen, thirteen. Well, I'm saying Karen check comes back. Oh yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. now you're at fifteen and thirteen again. So you still got to okay? get rid of two. You got to get rid of two on May second. All right. To me, Sam Henches gets option down unless yeah, because just, he still has an option left, and he's ass. Like if you look at his baseball, yeah, but he has, he has options. So he has an option, so you're not going to DFA him. Logan Allen, unless he has an out-of-body experience and is perfect and shows incredible change in the next three weeks, gone. He's going to get DFA'd. He's out of options, I believe. I'm almost positive. Um, and and he, he'll get he'll get DFA'd. There's also a world though where you know that gets you to that gets you to 13 and 13. Um, Bobby still, if Bobby survives Friday, unless he really turns it around. I could see him cutting Bobby and bringing up Arias. Like it'll be time. I think. I yeah. think Arias already has five hits, and that's before yesterday. I think that was like on Sunday. I saw He's Bobby's up- out of options, isn't he? Yeah, he'll get DFA'd. But I mean, it's one of those things where I wish he well, but like you just don't have room on this team, dude. Like yeah. if Owen Miller, do you think snapping- there's a world where if Karen Check comes back and he's trash, he gets DFA'd? Mm-mm. No, he should still have one option left at least. Right? Okay, so I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah, know I how think, many times I, I I don't know what his. I think he has like. at least an option, but yeah, I mean, well, they'll give him a string as they should. We we've seen it with him. He's earned a, you know, if in the off season he got it together and and learned how to pitch without sticky stuff again. Yeah, so we'll see. But I, I really think, and what's exciting about this, just to wrap up really fast, but it's important is nah, the roster's really long as shit. The uh, the roster is gonna. The roster is going to be different. Like it has, it literally has to be. We're going to cut dead weight. Dead weight won't be on the team, whether it's DFA'd, whether it's option back down. And that's exciting. Like it is going to force moves. It's not yeah. just like, well, there's guys we don't really want. Like they won't be on the team, whether they're cut or they're in the minors. We're going to be running the best stuff out there. And it's just really encouraging to see that. And if Arias keeps doing what he's doing, again, he's already mashing, doing what we knew he would do. Between That's why Chang, I asked at the top, like what what what's the best scenario? Does does Naylor play right field and you put Owen Miller at first, or does does Naylor play play first and then you you kind of keep Owen Miller and that that carousel of second baseman slash shortstop? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe first and then throw Naylor in right, you know, and and uh, play you know Clements playing better and they the club told him because he had no power last year like you don't have to hit the ball every time you can swing with a little more power to drive it and he showed that in spring and he's shown that already yeah he's, he's hitting the ball and farther if Arias comes up he's gonna play right short he's gonna play or short, short. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and then what what's that gonna do with Ahmed are you gonna try to trade Ahmed 
I know. And then also you have Jimenez, who I love. Like, I stand yeah. off Jimenez. But thing, we have a carousel second baseman, and I like them all getting time. I like I like the Ernie Clement and, and You got to play the hot hand. Jimenez. Yeah, you got to play the like hot the, hand. that, and then maybe you throw Owen Miller in there if you want to put someone else in right field and, and maybe throw Naylor at first. But... Or maybe you just keep Owen Miller and Naylor kind of rotating in and out of first until Naylor gets back into the swing of things. But then who are you going to play in right field? Yeah, because, again, Quincy is a great resource, and he does the daily podcast, so to use his name a hundred times in our podcast. But he brought up, um, I just want to source him, that they haven't given Naylor any reps at first yet, So like this year. And so maybe they do. I think it'll tip the hand a little bit if these next two games in Columbus, he plays at first base, what they might yeah. want to do. But otherwise, I don't think you're going to cold stick him there at first base on Friday. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right field. Well, it he's is, naturally a first baseman. So maybe they're not as worried about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what I mean? That's still kind of cold. Just stick yeah. him there when you haven't gotten a But we don't know rap. what he's been doing in these rehabs that he's and, and all that stuff. He still could have been taken. Like like in in scrimmage slash exhibition games, he could have been sitting at first base. You know what I mean? Or or taking Lord knows how many ground balls slash throws at first. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. But it's just to say that it's just refreshing that Zimmer got traded. Like this team is really going to try and put out the best product, and we can see more young kids. Like we can see Richie Palacios in left field eventually, and maybe they move Quan to right, and Naylor's at first, and Owen Miller's at second, and maybe we trade Ahmed and. And maybe Jimenez is off the bench. I don't. I don't know. I like a lot of maybe these players. Maybe you go get an actual right fielder for Ahmed. Yeah, we're rumored for Michael Conforto right now. But here's the thing: which, if you go get an actual right fielder, then then that raises then the question what? on Owen Miller even more. Yeah. Well, Owen Miller's not an outfielder, so he's just if he hits, they'll or, find or, time. But, for but him. what I'm saying is, like we we throw Naylor out there, and then uh, that's why we're saying Owen Miller will play first. But if we get a right, if we get a everyday right fielder, then Naylor's not going to play right field. He's going to be playing. No, first. he'll play first. And then listen, I love Andres Jimenez. I've been tough on Owen Miller, but Andres Jimenez hasn't impressed me yet. It's super early, but the it, I wanted to see more from him and like show s- stunt on these hoes, Jimenez. Like that's what I want from him so bad. But if Owen Miller's snapping and Jimenez can't do it, then sorry. Like, and that's coming from a Jimenez stand that I believe in this kid. Like, sorry, you're coming off the bench. Owen Miller yeah. plays second base every day. You put the hot hand. Like, so that, that it could be Arias, um, Owen Miller, Naylor at first, and then Conforto and Wright. Again, our organization's super tight-lipped. We never rumor anything. And checking in is not the same as signing. But um, it seems like the new ownership announcement is going to get announced soon. That David Blitzer will be brought on formally. Uh, as the minor, you know, the, yeah. the minority owner. So that was important. We had to get through that. Owner. Yeah. Uh, upcoming season preview, which is how we end things off here. So two games versus the Reds. The Ohio Cup is on the line. Absolute chills. That starts today at 410. And it's going to be Shane Bieber versus, uh, is it Mall or Molly for the uh, Yeah. Which I think, I think that we, we have two games in Cincinnati and then two games at home against Cincinnati, and that will decide the Ohio Cup. Yeah, it will. But it's the beginning. We're in Cincinnati tonight, like you said. Take these two games here, then you don't got to worry about – if you if you take both these games, you don't have to worry about losing it. Yeah. And then tomorrow, Wednesday, 12.35 p.m. game. Uh, so that's interesting. Tristan McKenzie gets the his first start of the year. Reds haven't announced their starter. Um Quick thing, the Reds come in two and two. 
um, into this, which it's early. Guardians come in two and two. This part of it makes a lot more sense and adds value when obviously there's more games under our belt. But the thing about the Reds is they blew it up uh, in the offseason, even though they had a borderline playoff team last year. Made no sense, pissed a lot of people off. And if I'm a Cincy fan, I'm pissed that you had a playoff team in 2020, almost made it last year, and, and just decided to blow it up. Seams. Yeah, like what the hell? So we seem to play them well. Um, we, I, just split it on the road, but I really think we can win both here. I think if yeah. McKenzie pitches, I think we win today, and if McKenzie pitches well tomorrow, uh, which, duh, but I mean, seriously, we could win both here, so go get it. Um, and then on Friday, home op- we have Thursday off, Friday, home opener, seven ten. Which uh, uh, I saw something that the home opener is completely sold out already. Yep, it is which now. Is, which is lit, and uh, for for... The amount of shit I've seen where people are like, oh, I'm, this is it. I'm done because of the name change. Blah, blah, blah. Real fucking convenient. The game sold out, isn't it, jackass? True. Listen, we said if they win games, if they're exciting, this or that, it, it literally won't matter what the what the name is called. So 710 uh, started. We got three, you know, the weekend series against the Giants. Um, they're two and one right now. Uh, which Look, they were terrifying last year. Well, they were sneaky good last year. We, no one expected them to be as good as they were, and they, they popped the fuck off. So we'll see what's going on. Yeah. And sorry, they're two and two right now. But yeah. again, it doesn't really matter, and their record will change between now and then. Um, Plesak gets uh, Friday's start, like we talked about. And then uh, I don't believe anybody. Yeah, no one's announced for Saturday and Sunday. But yeah, they're a stud club. They won 107 games, most in baseball last year. Um, so that's going to be tough. So just if you can win the series, great. Don't get swept. Um, and, and we'll see what happens. So, yeah, we'll be right. back Monday, right? Yep. Monday to recap the red series and the Giants series. Um, have more to talk about, update everything. Uh, you got anything else? No, man. Uh, it, this was a, a, this was a beefy one. We talked about, I think we discussed a lot. Yeah. That's, I really wanted to be like an hour, 15 hour 30, but there are moves coming and they had to be talked about. You know what I mean? I, like, I, there was where, a lot of stuff that I think we needed to discuss. And and we, I, the way I see it, I want to get, I have my opinions and I think people share them. So I want to get them out there and, and give people all the information as possible because yeah. I, like we talked about at the beginning, we're growing so much that I think people are like, I, people I think give a shit what we have to say. So I think we, we owe, we owe all our listeners <laughs> as, as, as much as information as possible. Yeah, a little self-important from us to end, but whoops. Uh, but no, there's we, like I said, we had to talk about Ahmed. We got to talk about like deep baseball, like the the team construction, which isn't. Yeah, we got to talk reason. about the the moves that are about to come up. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, follow, and turn on automatic downloads wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you never miss an episode that way. Please consider leaving us a review. It really helps us out, like we said at the beginning here. lets us know you're enjoying the content. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and TikTok at 216BaseballPod. Twitter is basically the other half of the show. extremely involved on there and paul puts a funny tiktok up every once in a while and gives you some good stuff we're going to be back on monday like paul said give you a breakdown of the reds and giants series but in the meantime guards up baby guards up baby let's go